0: Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 21 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners, And, of course, you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave a five-star rating and a review on your preferred podcast provider. Your rating and review is helping the algorithm spread our podcast around the world. Thank you so much for listening, and please continue to share Each of these episodes, let's keep spreading these messages of hope all around the world. Here at the Building Great Lives podcast, it's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. In today's episode, we're going to talk about necessary endings and choosing to move forward in life. Now, I believe that it's important. All of us like to move forward. We all like to talk about the coming to pass of new things, the excitement and the anticipation as we wait on the great thing to happen, the next adventure, the next stage of our life, the next thing that God has called us to, or the next job opening, whatever it may be in our life. We all... Look forward to the fulfillment, to God answering the prayers. However, I have found out the key to moving forward is there are some things in our lives that must end. If you're anything like me, isn't always the most comforting thought. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll fully admit it. I like to feel in control. Are you that way? Do you like to feel like you've got things at least somewhat figured out? I like predictable. Yes, I like the occasional surprise and yes, I like the adventures of life, but I have found that I like things to be somewhat at least predictable. I like this because I can kind of manage what is going on and if something happens around me, I can pretty much predict what is happening. I do this probably because I do not really like change that much. Change is very difficult for me, even good change. I want to do everything I can to follow the will of God, and I do that to the best of my abilities, but when God begins to move and things begin to happen and change begins to take place, I fully admit it, I am slow to change, Now, there are some times that I have found that to be an absolute great quality, and there are other times that I have found that to be an absolute detriment, because I really do prefer the predictable. I get the honor of traveling and preaching. I get the honor of doing mission work, but I've been doing this in ministry for almost 30 years, and because of that, I've developed comfort zones. Comfort zones are better explained as familiar feelings, familiar, the well-known, the feeling or the thing that we've been long associated with, accustomed to, something that's been repeated over and over and over. These are the things that we are used to. Think about this. We can become so familiar with everything that we deal with in life that it becomes comfortable. We can even become so familiar with our pain that it feels emotionally safer to stay with what we've become accustomed to rather than moving forward into something new and unfamiliar. We choose to stay in the pain because we've become comfortable with how it feels. Even the pain has become predictable. We know the surroundings of the pain. We know the feeling of the pain. It's not new. It's not unknown. It's something that we have become accustomed to. And that seems to be more manageable than moving forward. And so we have to ask ourselves, Why is that? Well, I believe it's for several reasons, but one very simple reason is this. Moving forward moves us into change. It moves us into areas of our lives that are new and unpredictable. In other words, we are moving out of the area that we have learned to become accustomed to and into areas that we cannot predict. And so it is unknown. And people stay trapped because they are more comfortable with the familiar parameters of pain than the unknown that comes with moving forward into new areas. And because we've become more comfortable with the familiar than the unknown, many times it causes us to continually reversing back to the pain, reversing back to the hurt, reversing back to the circumstance that we truly would love to get out of. When we revert back to those things, it keeps us from moving forward. It's the unknown. When facing the unknown, trust the known. What do you mean? Well, let me explain it like this. When you're facing the unknown, trust the known. Know the promises of God are true. He's proven himself time and time again to be true and trustworthy. And so when moving beyond the pain, even into the unknown, the pain must end. Before you can move forward, you must learn to trust that even though you are moving into unknown, where it's not a comfort zone anymore. Know that God is still going to help you. The same God that was with you before you stepped out will be the same God that is with you after you step out. Here's the key. Before you can move forward, there are some necessary things that must end. There are always necessary endings, in our lives. And we don't just find that in modern times. We find it even all throughout the Bible. I love how the Word of God reveals that even ancient times the people dealt with some of the very same things that we deal with today. But the Bible gives us a time frame for what the King James text called mourning. Some other translations call it grieving. There was a 30-day Time frame for grieving. The Bible said in Numbers chapter 20 and verse 29 And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron 30 days, even all the house of Israel. Now, this was a big deal. Aaron had passed away and Aaron had served a significant role in Israel's deliverance used by God to see Israel delivered from Egypt. God used Aaron powerfully with the plagues, even to setting up the Levitical priesthood, used Aaron as Israel's first high priest, which was a very powerful role because it played a type and shadow of heavenly things to come that pointed to Jesus he spent many years not only the time delivering Israel by the hand of God but leading Israel with Moses and they've built this bond they've been through good times they've been through bad times they've been through joyful times they've been through sorrowful times but when you share these things together it creates a bond an emotional bond because of their shared joy and their shared grief. Israel, when Aaron died and they saw the look on his son Eliezer's face and they saw the look on Moses' face when they came down from the mountain transitioning the high priest from Aaron to Eliezer, when they saw the look on their face, they knew that the high priest Aaron had died. And the Bible says in the scripture that I read that all of Israel mourned Aaron for 30 days. They wept, they mourned, they grieved for 30 days. Now I want you to keep that in your mind because we're gonna get back to that in just a few moments. Then the Bible says that there came a time in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse five through eight talks about a time that Moses, Passed away. The Bible says in Deuteronomy thirty-four and eight, and the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Then Joshua chapter number one, immediately after Deuteronomy, immediately after the mourning, the Bible says in Joshua one and verse one. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Now, Moses was 120 years old when he passed away, and the children of Israel, because of the same bond that they had with Aaron, now they wept from Moses, their leader. God told Joshua and the children of Israel to arise and go over Jordan into the promised land. Now, let's look at that 30 days. It was a 30 days of mourning when Aaron passed away. It was also 30 days of mourning when Moses passed away. But I want you to notice something. I read it. I want to bring it back up. Deuteronomy 34 and verse 8, it said, And the children of Israel wept from Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And immediately, the next book of the Bible tells us, now after the death of Moses and after that time of mourning had ended, There was a necessary ending that took place. It was then that the Lord told Joshua to tell the children of Israel, Now, therefore, arise and go over Jordan. Go into the promised land. There was a mourning. There was a grieving. But after the grieving and the mourning had ended, because there are necessary endings, it was then that Israel were able to move forward into the promised land. Something had to end. The mourning and the grieving, it was necessary in this text for it to end, for them to move forward. There were necessary endings. Now, I want to be very clear, listener. There is no doctrine, no scripture that tells us how long that we should mourn when we lose someone we love. Even though the Bible says that Israel wept and mourned for 30 days, the Bible is not telling us how long we should mourn. Each of us mourn. Each of us grieve and deal with hurt differently. These scriptures are not about setting a timeline for how long that we should grieve. It's not about that. Actually, these scriptures are much deeper than that. These scriptures are teaching us that, however long, at some point, you must move forward into the plan that god has for you these scriptures are teaching us not about a 30 days of mourning because for some people it is going to be much longer than that i know people that have grieved and mourned for years grieving and mourning and pain when we lose a loved one that is completely normal however the deeper context of these scriptures is telling us that there comes a time that that must end and you must move forward. I know that's very difficult when we're in the midst of the pain and in the midst of the mourning and in the midst of the hurting for us to hear someone say that. But I'm telling you, listener, there comes a moment. I don't know how long that's going to be for you, but there comes a time. And I feel this very strongly. I feel the touch of the Holy Ghost on me right now to tell someone, listener, there comes a moment where you realize some things have to end in order for me to move forward. You must go beyond just dreaming about it. You must go beyond just wanting it or just saying someday I'm going to recover. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be better. God's trying to move you beyond the situations and the circumstances that have been holding you emotionally captive for years. The Lord is saying right now it's time for you to begin the process of moving forward into the unknown but but by the known, the trust and power of our Lord Jesus to help you. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And so he is here right now saying there's some things that must end. As Israel had to end their mourning for Aaron, and as Israel had to end their mourning for Moses, you must also find the time to end the pain that you've been in And step into where God is calling you to be. You can have the greatest of spiritual mentors. You can be filled with the Spirit. And you can have the greatest of secular counselors. But until you are willing to step beyond where you are, you will always be trapped in the cycle of pain. This must end. Listener, it's time for it to end. There's two things that we must remember. First, it is completely normal. To weep and mourn. It was completely normal for Israel to weep and mourn for Moses and Aaron. You're hurting because of a difficult situation that you've been through. That's completely normal. It's okay. And second, it was also necessary for the mourning to end for them to move forward. It is completely necessary for there to be some things in your life that come to an end. And if you're anything like me who doesn't like change, that can be difficult to hear. But there comes a moment in our lives that we must move forward. And the only way that we can move forward is when some things come to an end. Now, I want to take a few moments to show you what happens when we refuse to to move beyond our hurts. What happens when we refuse to let some things end? Well, Genesis chapter 11, verse 26 through 32 tells an incredible story. Now, if you just read it on the surface, it looks like it's just telling you the genealogy of Terah, who was Abram and Haran's father. Genesis 11, 26 through 32 has a very powerful story in it. There came a time that the Bible says that Haran fell dead before his father. Terah had to bury his son Haran. Then the Bible says that after that, that's why Abram ended up with Lot, is because his father Haran had passed away. It was then that they rose up and they went forth from Ur of the Chaldees, and they headed on a journey into the land of Canaan. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 11 and verse number 31, that while they were on their journey, they came unto a city named Haran and dwelt there. Now, as soon as you read that, did you catch that? Terah has lost his son. His son's name is Haran. His son has passed away. He suffered this incredibly painful moment of losing his son named Haran. And he gets up and he gets ready to move forward. And on his journey forward, they are going ahead and they see the lights of a city coming up in the distance and they are traveling on their journey. And finally, the city gets closer and closer. And when they get closer to the city, the city limit sign is there. And Abram looks at Terah and they go, Oh, wonder what city we're approaching. And when they look at the name of the city. The name of the city is Haran. Incredible. It's the same name. You can look it up for yourself. Genesis chapter 11, verse 26 through 32. You can confirm what I'm telling you. He had to bury a son named Haran, and then when he got up the courage to leave Ur the Chaldees, he comes to a city named the same thing as his son that died. Can you imagine the feelings, the emotions that must have come over him? Now, the Bible tells us that Terah died in Haran. He never left the city, named the same as his dead son. He gets up and he begins the journey. But then it becomes too much when the city that's named the same as the son he had to bury, he lives in that city forever. He died having never left. It was Abram that left with his wife Sarai. It was Abram that left with Lot. But Tehran, their father, died in Haran because he could not move forward. Incredible story, often overlooked. He could not move beyond the city named the same as the tragic death of his son. The Bible says that he died in that city. He ended his journey. He stopped in the midst of his pain. He allowed the pain to limit his future. When you refuse to move beyond your pain, when you refuse to let that part of your life end... You will never move into what God has called you to be. But I'm telling you right now, there comes a moment that these things must end. There are necessary endings. Terah should have got up and journeyed on, but he did not. And I'm telling you, do not take after that example. Some things must end so that new things can begin. So as we looked at this example of what happens when we refuse to let some things come to a necessary ending, let's also look at an example of what happens when we choose to allow some things to end. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 19 through 21 tells us a powerful story of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who is plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th and he was there as he was plowing that Elijah came by and passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And the Bible says that Elisha left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, Kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I to do with thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen. And he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Now, think about this. Elisha was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. He was from a wealthy family. If you had 12 yoke of oxen, you were a wealthy family. He left the comfort of the known. He said, this must end. If I'm going to move forward, this requires a necessary ending. And he took the yoke of oxen, burned and boiled their flesh with the plows, That was a symbol that that phase of his life had come to a necessary end because he was moving forward into what God was leading him to. It was necessary for one to end so that the other could begin. It's time. It's your time. It's time for you to move forward. But to do that, some endings are necessary. But I want you to have courage. I want you to have the strength. I want you to count on and rely on a God that has never failed you, a God that has never forsaken you. I want you to rely on him. Instead of looking and fearing the unknown of the next step, I want you to look at him and say, I know him. He will not let me down. He will never let me go. And so as I step beyond where I am and I go, this must end. There are necessary endings with pain. There are necessary endings in relationships. There are necessary endings. Not everybody that began the journey with you will end the journey with you, but I'm telling you the Lord will. And so there are some things that have to end. It is necessary for them to end, but God is calling you to move forward. And I don't know how long you've been stuck in that cycle of becoming accustomed to the pain And staying in that or reverting back to that over and over. See, we do that. We revert to what we are accustomed to. And I can show you that. Peter was a fisherman. He was called to lay down his nets and go fish for men. But when Jesus died and before resurrection, what does he do? The Bible says he says, I go fishing. We all want to go back to what we've become comfortable, accustomed to, used to even if it's pain, because we know the parameters of that pain. But the Lord is calling you to move beyond that right now. He's saying those things must end. Those things must go away so that you can move forward. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener, because I believe that God is speaking to you right now. There's necessary endings that need to take place. Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you would give the listener the strength, that they could make the steps by faith that you have called them to make. God, there are things that they have suffered with long enough. There are things that they have dealt with long enough. The pain of the abuse, the pain of the mistreatment, the pain of the loss, it's enough, Lord, Let it end now that they can step into what you have called them to be. Let them step into it by faith, but with clarity. In the name of Jesus, thank you for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Please consider leaving us a five-star rating or a review. Those really do help us get the word out to more people. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. If you would like to connect, you can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.